You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. we got Walking Dead, the episode seven of season seven. This was the uh, Sing Me a Lullaby, I mean song, yeah, something like that. I mean, if you want to call it singing, <laughs> go with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the most monotone, worst. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, and the director, by the way, is one of my favorites, believe it or not. A pod favorite. Yeah, huge pod favorite. I've actually even you know chatted with this girl a little bit, Rosemary Rodriguez. Um, I'm going to say the second best episode of the season so far. <laughs> not really competing with much, but you know what? <laughs> it, it really was the second best episode. I, was, I enjoyed this episode. I actually laughed several times through the episode. I, I I actually really did through the entire. It didn't feel like an hour and a half. That's how I know I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I <laughs> I'm really struggling with this season a lot. Oh yeah, um, the season's bow, but this one was a better episode. I might give this third best episode because I like the Simon stuff a lot. Okay, I can give you that. Um, so maybe this is third best of the toilet bowl of a season we've had. Um, there's still a few things that we will chainsaw in this episode. I can oh, there's no doubt. That. <laughs> it's just walking um, dead, man. We do we chainsaw it. No matter if it's a good episode, <laughs> but yeah, not terrible. Uh, it, the pace is killing me. It is slow, slow, slow. Now you have to admit, we actually had characters being productive and progressive. This episode, there was nobody sitting there feeling sorry for themselves. The entire episode. Well, I don't know, man. It was like, yes, let's do something. Drag to anchor weight. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I was so pumped when Carl's in the back of that truck and he's like, waves by Jesus. See him pick up the AR. I'm like, yes. He only kills two people. Doesn't shoot Negan for some God reason. I have no idea. Doesn't shoot Dwight. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, I mean, nothing else. positive, really. <sighs> well, I guess we're gonna go ahead and start the barbecue in some parts here. I hate to say that I had very high hopes for this, but I also knew that the show was probably gonna let me down on this scene. Is that, uh, by the way, cool stunt work for you know oh, Jesus. Jesus coming out of the truck, tuck and roll, tuck and roll. That was sweet. The whole, I mean, the whole you show me first. I was like, I wanted to slap my forehead before he did. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like oh. But, uh, I mean, it's a logical thing if you've never jumped out of anything move, moving, you know. The car was playing scared pretty well. Yeah. So, when he grabbed that machine gun, I was like, yes, please do this. And, of course, this is where the comic book comes to play. Because in the comic book, again, we were talking about a younger Carl version. He comes out of that truck spraying. And he takes multiple men down. And you see guys diving under vehicles and behind stuff. And, cle- and the whole nine yards to the point where he basically runs out of ammo. Before, you know, he's not persuaded, captured, but basically subdued. subdued. And the way the show did it was like, womp, womp, womp. I mean, he missed a guy from five feet in the truck. I mean, that, I mean, come on. And then he goes outside and he, he kills one, I guess, from one shooting but then the one that actually comes at him he pumps him full of lead only for (laughs) dwight to take him down Uh, i was like ninja dwight yes i was just like okay first off horrific sound effects on the machine gun yes the first guy that comes in the truck was like what the hell and then you hear yeah 
Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> that should have been bone rattling yeah, machine yeah. gun noise echoing off the walls. Uh, I mean, it should have been like lighting up in there, like a disco. Uh, instead, it was just weak as hell. This place, this the show usually has really good sound design and really good like gun effects. This was terrible sauce. It was, and then when he shoots and he goes out there, drop your guns, drop your gun. Give me. I mean, I'm just. This was like it was so. Drop your guns, you know. <laughs> I, just, I just want Negan. Nobody else has to die. I was like, he killed my friend. Yeah, I, I just, it just what. I don't know if it was necessarily the way the scene was brought to us, or if it was Chandler Riggs, or a combination of everything. It just didn't deliver well. You know what I mean? It really, really didn't. It was. I think. And then to, to see him point the gun and Negan's broad shoulder. I mean. There's your what you've been after. What do you hose him down right there? Who cares if he's hiding behind by that dude? Cut them in half. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I mean, if you went out there to kill him, knowing that you're probably not going to make it, what's slowing your roll right now? Exactly. You would have to know that this is basically a suicide mission. There is no doubt. You're not getting out. So why, why even go? Like, what's the point? You have him right there. You have an extended mag. You still have ammo in this thing ready to pump full of people. Yeah, I'm just like... So that's the part that hurts this scene. Is is that in the comic book, like he runs out of ammo. And like, it makes sense. Like, this was a kid who was insistent, incest on... I'm going to kill. I'm coming out of there. And, you know, and realizes that he sprayed all his ammo. Da-da-da-da. And that's how he gets subdued. And this one, you know, you threw my friend, you know... Nobody has to die. Drop your weapon. I mean, come on. No, see, I would have loved it if he just ran out of ammo. And that would make it okay that Dwight tackles him. Yeah, that would have made the scene a whole much better. But I would have loved it if he, like, just a glancing, grazing wound on Negan because he's spraying at him or something, you know? Or even Negan takes that big guy and, like, leans him over, and that guy takes a, you know, a shroud of bullets as he's diving, you know, behind him. That'd be fine. You know, that would be awesome, you know? At least take a shot at Negan. Yeah, showed that you were willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, he had no problem killing the guy in the truck, and the guy that flinches towards him, he lights him up. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> Yet the the symbol of his ire is right there. Who is He's not like running guy to guy. He's gently strolling, talking, talking. shit as he strolls. Yeah. I bet you picked that gun because it looks cool, didn't you? Yeah. I'm like... Just shoot him, Carl. (laughs) Do us a favor now. Shoot him. Shoot him. (laughs) Shoot him. Shoot him. (laughs) Swamp people his ass. Shoot him. (laughs) I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that that was a it was a big bummer. It ruined it because it's like my expectations were like peeking out, peeking out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if this is gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You know, Carl's gonna be a legitimate danger. Anybody in front of that machine gun's gonna be in danger. And it just petered out in the worst way. It really did. Ugh. It did. It did. I mean, and I'm over here telling you I really enjoyed this episode, but this was a huge downer. But I kind of felt like I was setting myself up for failure because I had such high hopes based on what we saw in the comic book. And like we predicted, I just didn't feel like it was going to be able to deliver. And, of course, it didn't deliver. Yeah. You know. It's unfortunate. It, it is. It really is. Now, it, it does lead to some decent... Negan stuff though it does. I mean, I thought this, this was, was a strong Negan episode. This was my favorite Negan episode. 
I like this. I like this Negan getting some information, showing things. Because I will tell you, the what they showed you of Negan in this was spot on for the comic book. It was great to see them have a visual. And it wasn't cheesy visual compared to what the comic book. That The, the facility they're in, man, looks just like what they got in the comic books. The, you know, like he has a room with all his wives, just like the comic books. You know, his conversations with Carl and showing him around, just like the comic book. You know, all those things. The iron, just like the comic I mean, it's just, they did a really, really good job of using the source material appropriately. You know, um, and they flexed out of it here and there and stuff. But I really, really enjoyed the Negan part of this. Jeffrey D. Morgan was comical, enjoyable, and a lot of different things in this. And so uh, I really did enjoy that part. It was just like the time he was adding the raspiness to his voice when he was, like, trying to nail a point home. Is Just for some reason, whenever he did that, it really hit home for me. And I was like, yes, this is – that's a little bit more fear than I wanted. Yeah, no, he he has, like, two different voices. He's got, like, a sing-songy, smart-ass voice. And then, like, he just goes, like, blank face, serious voice. And you're right, it, like, drops a few octaves. And he kind of – Sets you pretty straight. Yeah, he you know brings it mean? home. Yeah, yeah. He does a good um, delivery on that. Yeah, no, I, I think this was a strong Negan episode. Um, up until the whole singing me a song part, I didn't care for that that much. Other than the fact Negan's taking practice swings over yes. there in yes. the corner. I mean, I was chuckling pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> Don't let me distract you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's even grunting as he's yeah, doing I mean, it. The, those are some legit swings. Like, he's practicing for the home run derby <laughs> yeah. coming up. I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like waiting for him to like be bashing his mattress or something. Yeah, that's actually that's hard on the back <laughs> to be swinging like that. You know, no warm up. Uh, oh my god! The, and then the whole the fat Joe guy coming in here and goes, "Well, oh, how careless of me to leave that out there by the truck. Did you treat I it never right? Do that." Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like. Get out of my sight. Or... <laughs> well, of course, bats don't have pussies. Like, what a strange divergence the show just took. Um, ball busting. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think he understands ball busting. No. Uh, terrorizing people is not ball busting. No. Having him in immense fear because if he says one wrong thing, he gets that bat. Okay, while we're on the scene, though, what do you think of... Carl's facial. I knew you were going to get to it. I'm going to I'm, tell I'm you, big, I, I was disappointed. I'm a big special effects guy. I absolutely adore practical effects. And Nicotero is one of my favorites, and he's done so. The eye was a huge letdown for me. It was not good. It wasn't. It looks CG, which it no. is, isn't it? To me, it looked like there was a flat piece of cardboard that had ribs in it. It was blacked. You know what, and then it had all that stuff on there. It was it just it I mean, did it didn't not look, sing well. It didn't look. And empty. let me tell you something else that really bothered me is, is that you know when he started crying, I paused this three or four times. You could see the tear, the tears coming out from under the prosthetics on his on the eye that was gone because he was having water on both cheeks when he was crying. Now you tell me how that's possible. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what tear ducks <laughs> Considering are. Considering you know, he was talking about he could see his socket. <laughs> you know, uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I, I, again, I'm, I'm characterizing the comic book. 
but in the comic book, his visual of his face is is that the eye is gone, but also part of like as the it wraps around head. to his ear. Yeah, because that's. That's how you would explain the shot would actually hit the eye, is that it wouldn't go directly through it because you'd be dead hitting the brain. So it had to hit it at an angle, thus it would take the side of your face away with it as well. Yeah. And so it's almost like a you know a pattern that goes all the way over towards your ear. When he had just the hole there, I was like, what the? It's a little elongated towards the side of his head, but you're right. It did kind of look like a vacuum hose. Yeah. Like stuffed back there with some black and red paint. Um, I thought it was CG. I think there was like practical makeup around the eye, and then it was like the, it was like green screen right there that they CG'd some kind of what what they thought would look three dimensional deep hole. <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you, it was a letdown. What'd you think, Cash? It was like it didn't even look like you could see into the socket. Like it didn't look empty and. I was just like, this isn't even gross. This isn't anything. Think about a movie that did a really good job of showing you like a socket like that or something like that. Even though it was CG, even like when we did the uh, Nolan's Batman or Two-Face, even then you would see like the, the socket, the bog, the bone. You would see the structure and all that stuff. Why couldn't we get that? Why couldn't we even just get a little bit of a shadow to show that there was like an actual hole there? Oh, I'd have loved it if they could go... As far as the two-faced route, that'd have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Even the governor had a better nasty eye. I agree. You know, it was a practical effect. It looks good when it's practical. It, his his eye, the way it was, was disappointing to me. It was yeah. very disappointing. I like the idea of what he's doing. Like I like Negan saying, you know, that's disgusting. I can <laughs> see your socket. Can I touch it? <laughs> but I would never, you know, I would never cover that again. You know, you look like a badass. No one will ever mess with you looking like that. I like what they're doing with that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're talking, they're making Carl important again and giving him something, you know, which I'm I'm enjoying. But and part of it was good. Again, I I, I like Chandler Riggs, and I would I would hate if he wasn't on the show anymore or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like some parts he does a good job delivering, and some parts I'm just kind of I waver on. Child actors, man, that's that's hit yeah. or miss all the time. You know, I just mm, I, I don't know. I'm, and that hair, yeah, yeah. The, the Do we think the hair stays now? That he's not going to necessarily be covering up the eye. No, because they're not going to want to keep having to show that stupid eye socket. Yeah, they'll keep the bangs. It'll it keeps it'll keep the cost low. Fair it, enough. In yeah. my estimation, and then somebody's going to slap him around, and be like, "Dude, you wear the eye patch because your shit's going to get infected." Yeah. You know, uh, not- like the whole time he was saying, like, <laughs> I would keep. I was like, "What if it's rainy? Like, what does the water do? Like, fill that eye socket? Oh, just man. pack it full of Vaseline." <laughs> oh, God, that is disgusting. <laughs> There's a lot out here. You're uh, you're oozing in there, dude. Yeah, and he's like, "Your socket's leaking." <laughs> oh, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> it was a good episode. All right, good night. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe Negan's just fifty percent more turned on by that socket. <laughs> oh. Oh, I was really wants to <laughs> bury his Lucille yeah. in it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I was really looking for like a skull screwing joke. Like, I mean, yeah. How, how did that not make it in there? Absolutely. They're talking about bats having pussies, but Carl's got one on his face. <laughs> we got a gaper. <laughs> I don't know where to go from now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a speechless moment right here. <laughs> Moving uh. forward. So he makes him sing, which was 
you know, where's he ranked? D level. I mean, I think he could have made like American Idol's like worst tryouts. Yeah, yeah it's not shebang it's... level, but I mean, it's. Uh... <laughs> Eesh, this yeah. is bad. Uh, I did not like the singing stuff. Like I said, I like him making the practice swings, but the singing stuff, I was like, at least pick a different song. Like this is the way the lullaby you're. No, I mean, I think just let him be able to sing. Like, just let him crank it out like we've got a hidden star here. And we both know his mom was a terrible mother. Yeah. And she was not singing lullabies. <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> now, I was well, happy I mean, that he said, you know, that he got in there, that he shot his mom. You know, yeah, to be that like, was bad. That was a ghoul. I was like, tell him you shot your mom. Tell him you shot your mom. And yeah. we did. It's like, yes. <laughs> Serial killer in the making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um, before we even got to this scene, there was a whole deal where he entered, he shows them the saviors, you know, as they comes into the compound. And these look like average Joes, not the actual warriors. Would you agree? I mean, like a mixture. These they, look like a mix of homeless people. Yeah, it, it looked like. These look like the people that are working for points. Yeah, that not, the, he not told, the actual soldiers. Yeah, these look like the people that he's like, Daryl, or you can work for me for points. And you don't want to be doing that. And those people looked like I didn't want to be doing that. I guess that's true because he even said fresh vegetables for anybody, no points necessary. Mm-hmm. So you work on the fence, you work for points, or you're on the scavenge team, whatever, yeah. pickup teams. So that makes sense, I guess. I mean, they could do a little better job explaining what the point system is. Yeah. I mean, because the only reference you have is what we got with Daryl on that one scene. Right. So. Um, he's turned around and goes, they're still on their knee on you. That's respect right there and all that. You know, some of his lines were, all right. Yeah. Um, and then he introduces them to his wives. Um, and, of course, you know, you have Dwight's chick in there and you got the girl crying. And, I, you know, again, in the comic book, I immediately knew what that was going, going on here is that, you know, the whole girl cheating. What about the, the woman just telling him straight up, yeah, this is what happened, be easy on her. You know, good idea, bad idea. I mean, I think it's a good idea. She seems like she knows what she's doing, and she knows how to work Negan. And you need, like, a leader amongst all the wives. And I feel like she's a good one to pick. She's the mother of the hens over there, huh? Uh, And she actually looks a lot hotter this episode than she has. Yeah, Um, I I think it makes sense to, to, to say it up front. Because she's well aware of the deal that her and Dwight had to make. You know, it's either let it be known or maybe both of them die. Yeah. You know, or let it be known and maybe one of them gets punished. And bank on the fact that he's never hurt the wives before. Yeah. I'll give you that. And what do you think she meant when uh, she goes, you can do worse? Do you think it's just like Lucille or the Iron? I think it's just she knows that he can be sadistic. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to bet that death is 50%, if not higher, of his punishments for a lot of things. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's kind of like a sadist in the bedroom, too, if he's pissed off at one of the ladies, you know? You know, maybe not hits him, but... Very rough. Roughs him up a bit. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, So, we're talking about the guy, and of course... Now, Daryl brings up this tray of lavish fruits and meats and cheeses and stuff. Where are they getting fruits? Where, where, where are we getting this from? You know, the meat and tray and, you know, the cheese and stuff. Was, and was, that my, was I not seeing the same thing? Was that what y'all saw? It looked like fresh pineapple. And I'm just... They're doing a damn good job of refrigerating some stuff, first off. Because yeah. I don't know what you do with the cheeses to make them look like that nice and uh, fresh fruit. I mean, at least fruit grows outside. 
Um, cheese gets moldy if you leave it out. <laughs> Some people like moldy cheese. That's their thing. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're I doing. Know. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know that. Like, it was very it. curious because, you know, it looked like a professional plate, like fresh out of the grocery store, undo the wrapping, and there you go with your poop pick. You can make cheese. I mean, cheese is made with some goat milk or cow milk or whatever you want to do. But yeah, it's possible. I mean, I'm cheese not. is not yellow naturally. Man, that, that's added color in. So the fact that uh, I don't know, man, some cheese might be yellow. <laughs> some orange cheese out there. Craft singles, brother. Oh, there we <laughs> go. All yeah. American cheese. There we go. That's right, baby. Oil and cheese byproduct and. <laughs> No, not cheese byproduct. Cheese, cheese. is a byproduct. Uh, whatever they use to make yeah, artificial cheese. cheese. Yes, um, cheese whiz. Eek. All right, oh, so cheese in a can. He That's goes and he goes and down there, and we got we got homeboy who evidently was cheating with one of his wives. And I'm willing to bet this was probably his original woman, just like Dwight and his uh, wife are original. Absolutely, and. So he's down there in a chair. And, of course, this is the famous iron scene. Now, in the comic book, he he does use an iron, but in the comic book, they make it look like the iron is molten. Like, it has, like, a molten, like, not lava, but, like, it's so bad that, like, it, some of it, like, glowing, glowing, it oozes on his face. You know what I'm saying? And much more severe uh, of a, you know... Yeah, this guy looks like he got off a little easier than Dwight did. Yeah, Dwight's burns looked much more horrific. Like he took the iron and drug it down his face. He kind of pulling the skin, you know what I mean? And this guy did lose a pretty big chunk of his cheek. Yeah. It did stick to the iron a bit, but still doesn't look as bad. It doesn't. It doesn't, you know. I mean, like Dwight's, like his, like his burns and scars are makes his eyebrow look le- different and deformed and shaped. Yeah, like it's melting off his face. So maybe yeah. he got like a little bit of a roll action in there. <laughs> maybe, right. he got a, maybe he got a twofer. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ooh, I don't think it was hot enough. Let me let me throw it back in there, Dwight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. You, you okay with that? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. he passed out and pissed himself at this point. He won't mind. <laughs> I, what do y'all think about the punishment? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fitting. Uh, it's something I don't ever want to have happen to me. Yeah, no, it's a terrible idea. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty cool is that, you know, you've got something as a reminder. And it won't affect his ability to work, earn. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it makes it, but it's a daily reminder, but it won't affect his earning abilities. Absolutely. So it's fitting. I think yeah, it works. I think it was very fitting. Uh, I like the way they set it up and, you know, making Daryl have the mop and clean it up and all that stuff. I, I overall, I thought it was good, a good part. I will tell you, I'm already getting tired of the Dwight and his wife staring at each other every time they're on screen together. That is getting a little monotonous. Yeah, and them meeting in the stairwell for cigarettes and stuff. I'm just like, Bleh. I mean, well, not pretty much that, Dwight it was, in the scene. <clears throat> it was unprodictive. Well, it's a grinding uh, halt, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not necessary. We get it. Okay, this is what you're doing, this is what you're doing, we're surviving. And, you know, and it's like they just, you know, it's like they shook hands and here we go, you know what I mean? Yeah. The whole business of them keep staring at it. If that doesn't come to any kind of fruition later, it's a waste. And if it does come to fruition, it was so telegraphed so hard, it's almost... What's the point Thank God it? for getting it over with, you know what I mean? So, yeah. they've done it in a manner now that's like, I just wish it never happened. You know, and yeah, I don't that, know. I'm, I'm struggling with it. I might get pretty bored of Negan's wives and stuff. I don't 
I hope that's not a huge plot. Well, comic wise, it's not. I mean, you, you you meet them, great, and that's about as exciting as it gets. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I don't I don't want to delve too deep into their stories. I don't care much. Well, I mean, I know he's not big on so many to go now. You know? <laughs> I know Negan's not big on sharing his wives and everything, but I was a little surprised that he wasn't trying to get Carl laid. Like for some reason, it felt like that was going to be a bigger thing. Yeah, like, maybe. I mean, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that or something. But I mean, like he it just have, he felt, did have that one line of "I won't care if you know you want to do what you need to do" or something like that. No, he said you're going to want to stare at their titties, and I don't mind. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, whatever. <clears throat> like I said, this stuff is just kind of blah to me. It's a little cheese. Yeah, a little cheese. It's just heavy-handed garbage. I don't need it. Some of that is comic book, you know, just trying to really hold the, hold the line to what the comic book was. Because he was a lot like that on how he set it up. I mean, it almost feels like he's trying to adopt Carl. And I'm like, could, <laughs> could this happen? No. 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 And I hope they don't even, like, try to teeter on that. Because yeah, that no. would be just be silly shit, you know. Yeah. Uh, but what else do we get? Rick and Aaron? Yeah, well, I mean, the whole, well, just to wrap up Carl and stuff, he just, they have that whole scene of, you know, after he does this thing like that, he looks at him and tells him, you know, what are you going to do with me? And he goes, do not ruin this, you know, and all that kind of. Oh, yeah. But then he's like, what should I do? And I did like that. He's like, you know, you should go ahead and, what did he say, to kill Jump me? Jump out that window, window. Yeah, save me the trouble. Yeah, of having to kill you. Yeah. And, uh. I did like that dialogue interchange. That was pretty sweet. Well, see, that's the thing. So I, I hated seeing Carl meek, and then I was happy to see him, you know, lash out at Negan again. And then, of course, Negan, let's go for a ride. Yeah, you know, um, it's like Carl was only strong in like small teenage temper tantrums. That's yeah. what I say. Chandler Riggs, really, like it was either for a minute or two, you enjoyed what he was doing. The next minute or two, you're like, ugh. And then back to, and then back forth, and back to, you know. So that's what I was saying, like up and down, up and down with his character. Did Did you buy him being so emotional about Negan messing with him about his eye? No. Nope. Yeah, see, I didn't either. I, if anything, I would have made me more angry. Yeah, I think you would be pissed off, not... Yeah, I, know, would, I would have rather seen him, maybe. like, get, like, gritting his teeth and, you know, maybe try to like, lashing out more. And, yeah. Especially being in this apocalypse world for the past two years. Like, I mean, you're, you're going to be crying over your yeah. eye? I thought he would have had a little more grit about himself about the situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that that's definitely me. You know, some people could say, I probably said, well, this is the first time he's shown his eye off to anybody. And his first reaction is, God, that's disgusting. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, it's possible. But. but, I mean, really, that's only the second worst eye injury we've seen. So, yeah. you know, I mean, Glenn's up there was, ugh. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. oh I thought you were talking about the governor. Ah. <laughs> I find you because I can see it 180 now. <laughs> I have hella peripheral vision. Of this yeah, right. <laughs> Maggie, I can see behind you. I'm like a fucking gecko in here. <laughs> oh my god! I'll be selling right, insurance so, by the please. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Please explain to me. How and why Jesus was on top of the truck? Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Was he on top of the truck? Because they sure didn't show him up there. You see Daryl clearly look on top of the truck. He was on the truck before Daryl looked up, and then he disappeared. Was he? 
Yes. I did not see that. I totally saw it. I didn't see that at all. I saw Daryl look up at the truck, <laughs> and then they showed the top of the truck, and it has a little hatch in it. No, Jesus was definitely on Jesus top of it Jesus was on the truck first. Well, I'm glad y'all saw it. I didn't see it. Yeah. I mean, it was right after commercial break, and he was on the truck like laid back. I'm like, yeah. you know, this building is like 18 stories high, and there's guards up there. You stick out like a sore thumb on top of this white box truck. He's Jesus, but he's invisible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Making miracles happen there, fellas. <laughs> so all of a sudden, so he's sur- they're surrounding everything, and he Watch gets that. off this truck completely sight unseen, evidently, and gets into the compound. I just I don't like stuff that is just looks so far fetched. Loose ends, man. I mean, they're just, everywhere. God, it was tough, man. It's like. Oh, you're really going to struggle with the old Spencer scene here. Oh, my bit, God. <laughs> Get ready, man. I've got the full magazine. <laughs> oh, Chainsaw is loaded. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. So, then they, they leave. And, you know, that's all great and fan. Um, so, let's move on to um, Rick and Aaron. You were talking about Rick and Aaron. And so, evidently, they're out scavenging. Just right. them two. And they find this sign on the gate that says, you know... Well, I mean, before that, they're in the truck. Like, he's waking up and stuff. And I really liked how we had Michonne. Like, we drop hers. Like, she's like, I don't even really care about this walkie-talkie right now. But Rick's first thought is, should I try to get in contact with her? Oh, yeah, yeah it's almost like, up in the box like truck. a connection. Yeah. yeah. You know? But I do like what they're doing with Michonne and Rick. Like... They're separate paths they're leading right you now. You do realize it's almost like deja vu. You know, Rick with a radio, Morgan with a radio, and he ends up going down a dark path, and Rick goes down his path. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like we're kind of getting a little bit of symbolism there that's possible here. Cooking. Black you know? and white, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Wait, throw the race card in there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, you know, like... Michonne is in a, in a dark spot because of everything that's happened. Morgan was in a dark spot because he lost his kid and everything that happened. And you see where he went. And is she going? I mean, we've already seen the whole Michonne lose her junk, you know, and go bananas, but then come back from it. I don't know. You think we're a, we're a person on a mission or we're a person who's struggling? I don't know. Because once again, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to get off too off track, but she's asking. The lady that she stops, you know, take me to Negan. What the hell's Michonne's plan? Like, to have a conversation with him? Get married? Like, I mean, yeah, I It sounds like we got a bunch of rogues. I'm ready to die to shoot this one guy and get it over with. She ain't got a gun, though. She does now. Okay, yeah, but... I don't know. I I mean, how does she even know that this person works for Negan? Yes, I mean, it's probably safe to assume that everyone in the area does, but... You just pick up the first random person, take me to Negan? <laughs> like, uh, Who the hell's Negan? I'm just, I just, I'm just trying to get out of here, man. Or her auto response should be, "I'm Negan." Uh, so yeah. I mean, it seems like she doesn't work for him. Well, you got her. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But you know, Rick and Aaron waking up, and they just happen to be parked right next to a sign. Wait, uh, in this world, why are you putting up signs like telling people to not come in? That's well, just telling people. I, I didn't have a problem with that. I if mean, anything, I if, I was a, if I was a person who was on my own or like that, you know, that that could be a very good possible deterrent. Yeah. I'm trying it. to be like Oceanside. Like, I don't even want y'all to know I'm there. And then if you somehow see you, I just kill you. 
But it'd also be a good lure as well. Like, True. I mean, they got okay. Terminus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like reverse psychology. Yeah, almost, right. You know? No, I can see it as like being just to give him to stand and read that sign, like you said. And if you've read this far, I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, turn back. Nothing but trouble down here or whatever. Um, but yeah, then like you say, they get to the other sign, and it says, "If you made it this far, I'm likely dead." Have at it, because he's a crack shot with his <laughs> Ruger ten twenty two seventy feet. That? Yeah. I actually paused the sign. I actually own a 10-22. It is a deadly weapon. <laughs> Not in those hands. <laughs> Squirrels. Squirrels <laughs> and mice have no chance at life. For walkers, maybe, too. Because <laughs> apparently, neck wounds kill. Oh, God. Stop it. Back yeah. at it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they come up on the... Um, is this like a houseboat? Yeah. On and he's a, got walkers all, over, all in the water. In a swamp or something? It just looks like a small lake or pond. But it's so shallow. I mean, there's literally walkers like standing, standing half out of it, stuck half out of it. You know, very strange. It is. And then there's a little John boat conveniently located for you to get there. Once again, I have no fear of the walkers in this. Yeah, like if if we have an episode of them trying to get to the water and like Rick falls in the water, I'll be like, "What's he going to do? Backstroke over to it?" I mean, it's not like we're going to be concerned to it. But I don't understand. Like, uh, I'm worried that this is going to be another one of those. Hey, we got a really cool set piece. How you do know? we use it? We got some cool signs that led us to this part. Let's do this. So, how are they going to, you know, shoehorn in, like you say, Aaron or Rick somehow? Oh my God, I slipped <laughs> and falling in, you know, and then really. having to save him. I All right, let's do this. Yeah, I know. I, I'm. What is your hypothetical way you would get to this boat based on what you've seen? The John boat, right there. Well, to me, that's dangerous because if they they grab the boat and then tip you over, you're in the water with them. Uh, They uh, they appear to be stuck where they're standing. Yeah. To me, I better have me a sharp stick when they get in front of the boat and it's stuck in that head. Or an oar. There's an oar there. You You see, the John boat has an oar. These are already waterlogged walkers. <laughs> yeah, it's basically m- mashed potatoes with skin <laughs> holding it together. Could you move your head as I'm trying to... It is. It really it's is. It's like popping balloons. Pow! Pow! <laughs> you know, like, uh, like how sausages run through that skin. Oh, oh, no. And it's like filled with mashed potatoes. And that's it. It's like a kind of thick condom-like layer holding in just... Just, oh, that is cream corn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I can never eat cream corn again. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like you, you said it best. It's a cool concept somebody came up with. It is not in the comic book. That you know, it can be a really neat visual of how would you protect your cachet. You know, it would it would have to be somebody a very determined person. Probably with at least multiple people to be able to navigate or to get to that. And in the process of doing it, if you are alive, you could easily shoot them down or kill them. Plus, that's probably a reason you have so many people in that in that water. It's probably walkers from people who tried to get to his boat that he killed, you know. So, I mean, I understand the concept, but sometimes it just seemed a little, it's a little far-fetched. Well, and the real thing is, how does this guy die? No, you don't think we're going to immediately come up on some walker inside that houseboat? Yeah. Who who knows how he bit the dust? 
Speaking of walking up on folks, you just... <laughs> All right, back to Michonne for a second. What do you think about her her ambush? Uh, first of all, stealth Michonne, who ends up right beside this woman with the blade. I don't even care about that. This was a cool plan. I thought it was neat. I had no idea what was going on when this random chick pulled up on uh, just a pile of bodies. Mm-hmm. I, like, who is this lady? Why do we care? <laughs> um, why are you stopping? Why is she alone with a vehicle by herself? Why? Yeah, no idea. Know, what are the odds you have a singular person and female? Because if this is a single white female, yeah. You know, say this is a Simon character. Is she? You know, that girl. She hits the brakes and you know Great. tries to get the gun from her and that stuff like that. Michonne's toast. If this is a stronger individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Possibly. Michonne's a, a badass. Yeah. Well, I'm just Give saying. Give her due. Well, yeah, but I mean, but when they, they have that element of surprise with the slamming on the brakes and then already moving the gun, because they already had the power position on her. She just yeah. couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this scene was pretty cool to me, so I'm not going to bitch about it. I liked the setup because you look at it you're, you're three or four body stacked high it's not something you just want to drive over you'll get stuck i get that i think it's a great roadblock um you know her coming out i do think it was a little cheese that she just suddenly the knife you know the sword appears right by her face you know just off camera well, uh, well, well. yeah you know what I, mean? <laughs> um, I like that and then of course you know the chick fight in the car all that was none of it was like oh my god are you serious nothing's like the you know the the hunter walker but you know, I, I just I think it's also you have to look at the point of is that have you ever seen a single savior just driving around on his own, and we just happen to have this one for Michonne? No. Yeah, no. And what are the chances that even by drives down there to begin with? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's another example of okay, we need Michonne to have her own mission to get to Negan in her own way. Hey, let's come up with an idea, and this is what we come yeah. up with. It's just too big of a coincidence. And of course, give her some cool sword kills on walkers. Exactly. To me, you pull this off better if she's got a partner. And that way it doesn't matter if it's a single or second. Maybe she kills one, whatever. Yeah, just put give two it more plausibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's another thing is that everybody's going in pairs, but Michonne's allowed to do what the hell she wants. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Who's gonna stop her? <laughs> no. I'm so I'm just I'm trying to think about the you know, when you're writing the show and you're putting these things together. And you're trying to get from point A to B. It's not consistent with what they're showing for the rest of the story arc. So that's the parts that concern me. These are the little things that can make a huge difference in the show when it comes to believability, set piece, reality, and combining all those elements to make it a show that is truly up up to par with a lot of other ones. You know? Yeah, no. It, it never nails the details. Never. No. It's like... All right, we've made you, we put our hooks into you for loving a character and a concept, and we have really great special effects, and that's enough. Yeah. I mean, they're going to wrong. Well, Recipe is. wins. I mean, it's the highest rated show there is. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, don't watch this show for its impeccable ability to nail it. You know, we're you not watch watching it because it's more compelling. We're not, walking, we're not watching it for acting, writing, which is. Like the total opposite of what we get when we watch Westworld. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. You know, that's what it is, what it is, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's just supposed to be fun, entertaining, 
and violent. Which is with great, absolutely fine with, with gory me. special effects. Which I enjoyed. came back break, to this yeah. episode. But the thing is, the show sometimes takes itself extremely seriously and nails it. Yeah, it does have it. So you have to hold it to that standard every time now. When it has an episode like the first episode of the season, that's yeah. the standard for the season. You think about the first episode. Well written. Everybody acted their tails off. It was well put together. You could tell they spent an entire off-season writing an epic show. But then they forgot about the next seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Basically. Six. I mean, yeah, that's the case. You know? And that's what that's what stings is because you're talking about one of the top five episodes, top three episodes ever in Walking Dead, possibly. And it's followed by six weeks of poop. <sighs> Just of super slow, yeah, and just depression, non non progression. Nobody knows or has a clue what's going on. Oh, by the way, let's introduce two new places and never revisit them. Um, I mean, it took till episode seven for us to actually realize what the savior compound was and get any really background story of this group. Any concrete stuff? Yes. I mean, that's just that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I think if they'd shuffle the order of some of these episodes and sprinkled a little bit into them differently. This could be a successful season in my mind. Like really, this should have been episode two. Uh, I mean, maybe not I episode would say two, two, but I mean, like this should have it been. It should like, have been before, way before this one. Yeah, like I mean, this compound, like realizing like this part of it, like we should have gotten a lot of this information back when Daryl was there, and we didn't. I hate to say that if you take the Kingdom episode out and the Oceanside episode out. This season series moves pretty fast, or not fast, but we get to these points quicker to make more sense. But I understand why you have to have those episodes to introduce these new places. It's just tough, man. But believe it or not, I mean, I was talking to a lot of people on social media and doing a lot of review boards on all, you know, several of the groups we're a part of, and there is a lot of people who are really enjoying this season, and. I'm struggling because I want to go, what in the, you know, <laughs> what do you what see? What are you watching? <laughs> yeah, really. You are, this is channel AMC, correct, you know. <laughs> Tell I, me how to enjoy this season. Well, and so I ask them, and I, you know, and I always respect these people's opinions. They, they say they're enjoying seeing different people lead episodes. They're enjoying seeing new cam, you know, new canvases of the world. They're enjoying these things that you don't typically see. And I think what it is, is, is that the, us three enjoy certain elements of this show that's the reason we love it and i think some of the people really enjoy characters and development of characters not so much about all the violence or gore or special effects or what they can do as a dynamic package and so i i totally get that and i respect that you know i mean i respect that they're taking these risks but you have to make them pay off and they're not paying off and so yeah you know it's cool that you're giving terror a lead episode but you got to make sure it actually lands and I think that's the biggest problem with it for me is it's just not landing. I mean, obviously, of us three, I'm I'm going to be the toughest on the show because I'm just not the big fanboy of it. But I don't care much anymore because a lot of this is depressing and a lot of it's so slow that I'm starting to lose interest episode to episode. It's like it requires something like the first episode to bring me back. But then it drags me down so far, it's going to require another big episode. It's basically like I live for 
this the first episode and the last episode premiere mm. finales. Yeah, it's like if it's not the premiere <laughs> finale. Yeah, basically, if Nicotero's not directing it, then it's probably just going to be a filler. Well, it just feels that way a lot of the time. It does. I mean, when they when they announce directors every year and they tell you Nicotero is doing the the premiere and the mid season finale and then the finale, you're like, well, you know what's going to happen then. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? You tell me a Nicotero does episode four for once. Now we're going to break it up the monotony sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe when they first gave him the opportunity to direct an episode, he did like a episode three or four or something like that. Um, something with a really cool zombie set piece. But we just, most of the time, in the middle of the, of the season, it's just dragging me so far down that I, I'm... It's a roller coaster. I mean, I... You know something else about this season that I've noticed is is that think about every season before. We usually lose, even if it's just basically a sub character, at least one before in the in between finale and premiere. You realize that in the six episodes we've had since the premiere, have we lost anybody? Not even think about even a B character. No, they're they're still riding on the high of losing two majors. Yeah. So I mean, we've actually gained people. Gained a shitload of people. I mean, really think. I mean, yeah, that's the thing that's kind of like I'm really surprised. I mean, one of the things about The Walking Dead is is you're in a post-apocalyptic zombie world. Death of people is gonna happen a lot. You know what I mean? Even when we did the governorships and different things like that, people were dying. You know, pretty pretty consistently. You know. And or we, put in legitimate danger. Exactly. I mean, Glenn was put in some pretty hairy shit during the governor stuff. Remember? Yeah. I mean, he, and even after that, he got shot by a turncoat and, you know, and the whole dumpster, you know. Boo. Don't, was, don't yeah. no. about the dumpster. <laughs> not reference the dumpster. I'm, I'm more thinking about Maggie's damn near rape. And Glenn, uh, yeah, and in the chair. tearing a bone yeah. out and killing with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Great scene. I mean, that stuff's awesome. Exactly. That was not a finale. No, it wasn't. You know, that was just a that badass a- episode with real drama stakes. and real stakes. No doubt. I mean, I, I'm 100% with you. I, I mean, just, I, I, it's like a rope bridge, man. You know, you, you get the, each end of it stays high. But then it just sags in the middle. You know yeah. what I mean? It, we need I'm, some supports in here to make it work. Yeah, I mean, like, how hard would it have been to have made that zombie just fall on Spencer? And, I mean, have, just have it kill him. I, th- I let's, mean, let's just dive into it. Let's just go ahead and get this massacre over s- with. First of all, ridiculous. the car ride. Let's get to the car ride. I okay. like Gabriel... Gabriel talking did, mad noise. <laughs> Gabriel has raised his game. I'm to all me, aboard. I am a Gabriel fan. Oh, uh, I'm on the Gabriel train now. Even oh, like, though he is the most fine shaved man there is of the cloth. You oh, know? clean line. I mean, the guy is just super clean. I mean, he, I want to hey. know who the barber is. I mean, the guy's got perfect hair. But anyway, uh, <laughs> now that old girl, the haircut lady's dead. <laughs> <laughs> they brought in somebody with some real talent. <laughs> How have you survived so long? I give a mean haircut. Chitted right there, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that lady, she got eight. So, if you could come on eight. Yeah. 
All right, so, you know, basically Spencer's being the penis that he is of, you know, Rick. it's Rick's fault. I wish Rick wouldn't come back, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the fact that he's just always using Rick in, like, in every statement. Oh. Well, he, he looks at Rick. No, I, mean, I try to look at this from the point of view, all right, if I'm Spencer, I've lost my entire family ever since the day Rick walks in, okay? Uh, you know, everything gone to crap. The place is now under control of a more sadistic person. When we never had to deal with this or never had anything, all this happen until that group. Came. So I can kind of see his point, but I love what Gabriel said. We made choices and now we have to live it and we have to look to the future. You keep worrying about what happened in the past, you know, you're useless, you know. And then he called him. What did he call him? You know, you're it just, being, you're it just being makes a, you a tremendous shit, I think is what yeah. he said. Yeah. <laughs> but he, it doesn't make now. you a traitor or something like that, but it does make you a tremendous yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not terminal. Yeah. Like, that's that's great. <laughs> so, so, I'm going to walk now. I was like, get him. Yeah. You know, I was waiting for like the shades, like of all those memes where the shades just come down. Yeah, really. You know, thug life. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the blunt and the yeah, shades just, pops down. <laughs> like that. Just go ahead, do it. You know, make all of us laugh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. All right. Uh, so, but let's go. unfortunately, he gets he out of the car, steps out of the car for whatever reason. All right. <laughs> First of all, why is my man Spencer just suddenly get out of the car and run into the woods? What okay. Did, what attracted him to and the take edi- off? And the editors, in their ultimate wisdom, show Spencer zigzagging through trees, changing direction, and then just, oh, there's a sky on a tree stand. Yeah, we pass him, and oh, look over my left shoulder, and wow. So what was Spencer running towards? Was he going towards something and then stumbled upon? I got nothing. I mean, I got nothing. I mean, I'm just in complete darkness here because the way they show him leave the car door open and just start running off into the woods, I thought Spencer's lost it. Let's go off there and just you know find a ravine to jump off and let me stand up and applaud. But no, we zigzag through trees and then all of a sudden we're like, hmm. I look over my shoulder and there's this guy in a tree stand and so on. Okay, uh, how'd this guy die? Starvation, apparently. Was he eating his own stomach? No, his stomach. He was a hefty fella, and he was in oh, the hey. stand. It's still in his safety harness. We learned from Olivia: big people can still be starving. Yeah, it's a thing. I'm just saying. I, you know, that that was posted to us on our our podcast page. Was is that okay? How this fella die in a tree stand and so on? I'm with you. You know, you could think of a hundred things. For all you know, he was bit. He went out there to have peace, and that's where he decided. Because, look, I've gone there a hundred times. I go out there just to have peace and quiet and get away from reality. And for all you know, he's up there, and this is where his most peaceful is, and voila. Is that likely? Doubtful? Here's a piece of string. Go ahead, stretch it out a little bit further, and uh, see what we can get. Yeah. Thin. It was really I mean, I mean, it really, I mean, I'm being honest. Yeah, it was. And so he's up there. And so the safety harness is preventing him from falling off this thing. Okay. Yes. Which is just wrapped around his arms. I get that. Okay. Uh, So he's after him. So Spencer, in mind to see this, he has a grappling hook on a rope. He is grappling hooked the climbing stand and is trying to pull the stand down, which makes the crossbow fall down or bow fall down. And he's all excited and happy about that. 
Do you, do you normally keep a grappling hook in your survival gear of the the Honda Accord or whatever he was driving out there? Well, and a, it must be hanging on his hip too, and he must be sitting on it while he drives because <laughs> he just gets out of the car and takes off into the woods. Yeah, so, so it, y'all, it, it, it was on his Batman safety belt. Yeah, y'all yeah. aren't practicing your Batman scaling abilities. Yeah, I mean we got some Indiana Jones in there. Yeah, uh, I mean I thought, I thought that was normal. This was I was just like. Please tell me he's not throwing a grappling hook. Please, t- it's a grappling hook. <laughs> and, then, and then one of my favorite things to happen in all the episodes all the time is, yeah, this guy falls out of the tree, his arms tear off real cool. And, but what, but what happened? Him? What killed him on the ground? <laughs> I was like, he's sitting there touching. I was like, okay, he's still alive. This is where Spencer's about to get bit. Just, he's just feeding him his forearm <laughs> as he's searching through his clothes. I'm just like... <laughs> What are we doing right now? I mean, I'm serious. His big, gross face is right there, and he's just like... <laughs> yeah, really. Why don't you just go ahead and stick it in his mouth? I mean, he might as well have rested it on his teeth <laughs> while he leaned into his pockets. What's the barbecue it sauce? It was awful. It was absolutely awful. This yeah. is so stupid. Guess what? How can we have a walker die uniquely in an episode? I got it. Let's have him where his arms rip off because of a safety harness. So let's keep going farther, okay? So, yes, <laughs> I haven't. I looked at my wife. I was like, okay, that Walker's gonna bite his nuts off because he's just leaned up over him and everything, like you said. But no, he's dead. My wife's like, well, my wife goes, well, maybe there was a head trauma when he landed on the ground. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> we just watched several fall off a bridge onto Dwight, <laughs> yeah. um, amazingly, on and concrete. still be alive. <laughs> yeah, on- Some of them are grease spots, <laughs> and they're still alive. I'm 100 with you, man. I mean, All right, so we're, we're we're searching through his pockets now, and we find a note written in Latin. I hope it's pig Latin for this redneck motherfucker, because <laughs> otherwise be it's stupid. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I've taken Latin two years. I know Latin is a dead language, and that's it. Can't tell you a single word. So the fact that we're saying that he read Latin to get directions on where to go, nope. I'm calling straight BS. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, who wrote in this in here to say it's not far-fetched enough that you just randomly happen to stop the car because you have a shit-ass conversation with the preacher, <laughs> but just you randomly run out into the woods to randomly find a guy on a deer stand who randomly dies mysteriously as he falls from his safety harness tearing his arms off, who you randomly put your arm in its mouth as you're searching through it, as you <laughs> randomly find a letter that's written in Latin that you randomly are able to remember from when you took in high school when you look like you're a 30-year-old man who can't, I mean... <laughs> Old Bay... And, <laughs> and not only that, you have enough time and wherewithal to go and find all of it, dig it up, put it in your car, and get back before Gabriel does. And find your car. Because you're <laughs> zigzagging through the woods. I am just like, what the... <laughs> There's it nothing. Was, I mean, wow. Yeah. I, I, I mean, wow. You understand that grown people that have worked on this show for a long time had to look at that idea and be like... Yes. That's a great idea. Yes. Yes, we'll definitely Why put that in the episode. Why haven't we done this sooner? <laughs> yes, we'll definitely put that in the episode. I want to meet the editors. I want to know, go, you watched this and felt like this was a solid episode, editing episode. That's who I want to meet. From now on, hey, you know what? We're gonna, we're, we have got to figure out who the editors are on the show. <laughs> and we're going to give them a namesake 
when we see stuff like this. Yeah, I don't this know. Is, this, is, this is bad. This the is real bad. approval guy. The guy who, like, test watched it and says, yeah, guys, this doesn't fly. That's it. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your continuity director. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. Mason, uh, this is award worthy. <laughs> we're getting that. We're getting that Oscar now. Yeah, really. Yeah, I just, um, uh, I'm just floored by the terribleness of this entire scenario. Yeah, it, 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 it's only it only makes it worse. It's with Spencer. You know oh I mean? yeah, a much hated character. Um, probably the most hated character on the show right now. I mean, he's uh, definitely mine. Oh man, you know the whole thing is is this scene if you. Give him a better lead into it. It's say still he, terrible. Say, uh, say, get this. Say he, he gets out of the car and he's like, Gabriel, really? You know, I always try to think about how could you improve this? And you see Gabriel walking away like that. And say he, lean, he leans up and he sees something moving in the tree canopy. Best of trees. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest. I see it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easy ni- 1984 Predator, okay? Oh, man. If, if you didn't get that reference, we can't be friends. Yeah. Uh, you see, I had that. I didn't have the oh, ear, baby. <laughs> so, I see. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, that right there would have been, okay, so now I have a reason to go off in the trees and no. look for it. That would have been more plausible. Uh, I mean, really at least, about it. I mean, at least it would have been a, a better. Stretch. It would have been a better intro to the situation. Now, it's you still can't, a massive stretch that they just randomly drive down this road and they happen to stop perpendicular to a guy with a Latin note in his pocket. Well, let's only think about Rick and Aaron just getting out of the truck and oh, look, here's a sign. It was dark. At least you know. Aaron said didn't see that last night. True, there got me on that one. I mean, because that means they when they stopped, it was dark at least, and they couldn't have seen the sun. Yeah. Well, you know, Spencer playing tree ninjas out there, running around them, you know, sashaying. <laughs> yeah. Give, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, he needed to see something to make him go out there. And if they cut it out or it was an editing failure, it was a major catastrophic failure because it set the scene up for well, god And because you have an hour and a half, yeah. and you're, like, you're still having like to cut out these things for editing failures. Uh, yeah. uh, granted, it's like thirty. Don't get me wrong. Minutes, now but. it's thirty-seven commercial breaks, <laughs> and so you got to make sure you get all your money and your cash yeah. flow in there. Good lord! All right, so Rosita and Eugene. Uh, this was something. All I, I'm done with Rosita. Rosita she could have ate die. that bullet. She could ate that bullet <laughs> <laughs> and died let's of lead poisoning. Yeah, let's I don't see care. if this worked. Yeah, uh, Rosita <laughs> is officially annoying. Yes, super annoying. I don't want to see her on the screen. I don't care what she has to say. No, the, the only thing, I was looking at the social media and I was talking about like that, and they said the only thing appealing is her wearing a tight shirt to show you know her packages. That was it. Everything other than that is just annoying, driving you nuts. There was people they're like you know let's get a petition together and have Eugene hacksaw her to death. And I was <laughs> like, where do you sign? You know, I mean, yeah, I've this character in the comic book is supposed to be somebody you really are starting to. She's starting to get her wheels about her. They are making her portrayed as just like off kilter, driving me nuts. Well, you like you like the idea of what she's trying to do, um, and you're for that. You're like, all right, cool. You know, another Carl-esque suicide mission. Oh yeah, sacrificial lamb here. But the problem is, she's just super damn annoying. I mean, I can't stand to watch her right now. Well, and I just don't see it happening with one bullet. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's far fetched. Not only that, she gave him a fifty caliber shell, and by the way, she loaded her 
1911 with that 45 round shell, Mr. 9 millimeter Beretta over there? It was not a 1911. It, it was. was a Beretta. It was a, it was a 1911. No. This episode, she was carrying a 1911. I'm going to have to actually watch this stupid thing again because <laughs> I don't think it is. Tune in next week. If, you know what? There are gun enthusiasts that listen to us. If somebody else, <laughs> if somebody else tell us to break this debate, okay? Maybe that was a 1911. I know. It was a steel maybe, frame gun. Give me a break. Maybe I'm thinking of the one Michonne grabs off old girl. Now, that was a 9mm Beretta. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Well, you can crawfish out of it now if you want to. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> there was if a you tuck that tail any higher, you're going to be enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Self, please. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm, I don't even want to talk about Rosie and Eugene. You know, that, that, that whole dialogue. All right. Eugene, when he talks in long phases like he's robotic. I got no problem with Eugene. And I liked his... Let's go back to awkward silence, please. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I thought Eugene was actually quite funny in this episode. I had no problem with it. Whenever he was with her, it bothered me. Yeah, Not well, him, but just the scene overall because she, you know. She ruins it. Yeah. Well, she, and like berating him doesn't give you the response that you want out of Eugene. Like he just shows up. And then I need you to make me a bullet. So we're going to put all that together to make one. Uh, maybe I don't. Hell, I don't know. Like, did he make a tester bullet? Like, do we know if he actually knows how to make bullets? Well, no. They're basically showing that they have one cartridge. Is what it looks like. Okay. Should should have they shown that they have gotten gunpowder and materials and stuff? It looks like she brought bowls and cups from the kitchen. You know, to turn into this. Yeah, a chef, a baker. (laughs) Get this rocking. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this stuff's all bleh. I don't care. All right, so we're back to Negan, and he's back at Alexandria. And we... Oh, give me the tour. And my favorite dialogue of the entire episode, him and Olivia, by <laughs> right. far. You know what I mean? So we're practically starving. Uh, really? Really. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> I'm sucking pretty hard. And then he's like, well, we might be here a little while. He goes, so what about uh, we screw your brains out while we're waiting like that? And Great. so she slaps the fire out of him. <laughs> well, or puts it back into him. You know, now, if you there was uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff like that, and Jeffrey D. Morgan purposely asked her to really slap him for this scene because they did it like six or seven times because she was always doing the whiff. But then on the scene, they decided, she's like, he's like, go ahead and do it for real. And that's the one they did for the scene, which I, I like, I appreciate it. And then his line is, I'm about 50% more into you now. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Offer still stands. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Me and my wife were chuckling pretty darn hard. No, this was good stuff. You know, nothing wrong with a good chubby joke every once in a while. Um, I like seeing Negan with his shoes off, you know, enjoying the nice carpet. Um, little creepy when he picks up baby ass kicker. Yeah. Well, yeah. how did he not know about her? I mean, your entire uh, group scoured through this place and no one found the baby. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it just wasn't relevant information. I, yeah, I don't know if it was even necessarily relevant. Yeah. I, I mean, I think anytime there's a baby out in this world, it's going to be relevant information. But we have seen a. A small scene of um, Dwight's ex-wife not being pregnant and being checked, and now he's found a baby. 
and he seems quite attached. Um, do we think there's anything to that? Like Negan's um, sterile? I think, I, I wouldn't say that. I do believe, I think that there there's a purpose and a reason. You know, that they're showing him being so ooey-gooey with the, you know, the baby and all that. And that could be part of whatever his decision-making process is for the, you know, his next episode or whatever. Um, do any of y'all believe that baby Judith is in danger now? No, I mean, I think she's just as safe as ever. Because, I mean, I think he it almost feels like he wants, like I'm saying that he wants to adopt somebody. Like, he wants to be a father. At least, I mean, that's how it comes off to me. I, I don't know. I It's but horrible are, to say, but the baby stuff on the show drives me crazy because I just don't feel like it's... No, I mean, it's never good for a show whenever you introduce a baby. But not as baby in the apocalypse is my thing. It's like, that's a clear anchor. Yeah. Well, you you got to remember, baby Judith was supposed to die at the prison with Lori. Yeah. You know, that's the whole thing is that, you know, in the comic book, she's running away with a baby and gets shot from behind and it kills both of them. And so this, the whole Judah thing, we, we've seen Judith supposedly dead before, you know, or. Uh, I mean, if she's dead, thought of and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, personally, I don't think Judith's in danger. I think it's just more of to test Rick. You know, when he sees or knows what's going on, uh, is my is my thought. You know, I, I can see that. All right, I think we've covered majority of the episode. Uh, I'm good with it. Let's do a few predictions before we call it. Again, like I said before, we haven't had a major character death. You know, other than what happened in the very first episode, which is non-typical. Usually we get at least a B character or something that has, you know, lost our life or whatever. So are we predicting that we're going to have a character leave the show, you know, be killed in next week's episode, the, the mid-season finale? Uh, yeah, I think Rosita's going to die. And I think it's going to be one of our own grouped killer. Strangely. Wow. That, is, like that was out there in left field. If they're there, if you know, say Rick and company is there and they see Rosita or whatever, say Rosita puts the gun up to Negan's head or whatever the case may be, everybody else knows the consequences too. You know what I mean? It's like, what, you know, is it worth Rosita's life to save everyone else's? Probably so. I have a strange thought that maybe somebody puts Rosita down. I'm going to say that we're going to lose a character that we've been introduced to, but it's not going to be. I think it's going to be from the kingdom. Good I, God. Are we going to Oh, my God. Yeah, I completely forgot about the kingdom. I forgot I think, about the next week on. Yeah, I think next week, <sighs> which will be another 90-minute episode, I think we're going to get little bits of other parts. And I think there's more B characters that are expendable there, and that can be a motivation point for them to say, okay, now it's time to merge as groups or at least initiate the meeting of other groups to maybe have a common cause. Or we could even have it where somebody from the Savior group, you know, for all we know, it could be Dwight's wife. It could be somebody else we've met that it's a key character or something like that who's died. Well, we I did think have... we're going to get something like that as a character who dies. It won't be somebody we're like, <gasps> it's heartbreaking. It was more of cool deaths of somebody who's been introduced and is important. Well, then I'm going to go with Fat Joey because Daryl kills him on his way out. 
Possibly. Fat Joey's a piece of garbage. And he I don't think Daryl. I don't think Daryl escapes. I think Daryl changes his mind and goes right back to his room. Mm, I mean, you want to know why? Here's my reason why. If he escapes, that's a liability for everybody else. It's more punishment for his group. Yeah. But I mean, to me, that right there is the biggest thing of I need to stay here, otherwise people will die back home. Well, who do you think slid the thing under his door? Oh, that's easy. That's Jesus. That's his. Oh, I thought it was. Uh... Old wife. No, that Jesus was, disappeared into the compound. That is us, Jesus, all the way. And he's going to, he goes, you know, he says, leave now. Jesus is going to create some kind of distraction so he can get out the back door or whatever he's doing. He didn't create, he's in the truck. Like, I mean, he didn't create any kind of distraction. And I thought the handwriting was a little bit more feminine. No. The the girl had told him before, get back in there. You know, ain't, ain't nobody else risking his neck to get him out. Man, I don't know. It's Jesus. Yeah. But no, like my real guess would have been, was uh, Gregory. Or is that who leads the uh, hilltop? Yeah, hilltop. I, I think I think Gregory's dead. Possibly, possibly. Just I mean, he served his purpose, Simon. Or they could do another limbo episode where multiple things are going on, and then somebody's about to die, and then they just cut it loose right there and wait till the next one. Okay, yeah. Do that again. <laughs> good chance that happens. You know. But <sighs> I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm- I've had my fill. <laughs> Guys, again, I need somebody out there to make sure that my brother is absolutely wrong about his gun estimation of what Rosita was carrying. But other than that, if you have some comments or anything that you want to add to the show, or if we were completely off base, or if we were rocking on on money, let us know your thoughts, man. We, we'd love to get some feedback. We've been getting more and more and more, and it's awesome to connect with fans and chat and converse. And I got some really awesome comments from Dante today. He's one of our longtime listeners, and I, I, I want to give him a shout out and really appreciate that. And you know, and some other people out there who constantly are with us every week, keep it up. We absolutely love it. You know, and like I said, we're at Twitter. We're on we're on the Facebook Blee TV podcast. You know, uh, Zach Blee TV Cash Love It. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what's going on. And if you got a few minutes, give us a positive review on iTunes. It always helps. Um, spread our message. But other than that, guys, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.